Hey guys, before we continue, I wanted to say if you also want to start a podcast of your own, I have a great recommendation for you and it is called Anchor. So why Anchor? It's free, it has easy tools to help you get started and it will distribute your podcast for you. And the best part is, you can make money while doing what you love. Basically, it has everything you need. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Let's proceed to the awesomeness. Uh, welcome to Almost Rogue Podcast. This is awesome to uh, again be on our second episode in our series on the super mega awesome anti uh, artificial intelligence supralibric software. Uh, and we have Dr. Dan here. Dr. Dan, can you introduce yourself and what your company is all about? Hi, yeah, uh, this is uh, I'm Dr. Dan. I live in Maine, and I end up coming up with a a system for a computer to be able to interpret data similar to the way humans do. So what that means is essentially you give the the ability to reason to a computer. Where computers right now they they do what you tell them to, what they're programmed to, until they crash or have some kind of hardware or electrical problem. Um, the this allows a computer to think like humans and make decisions right up to the point of ethical decisions and that sounds a little bit crazy but what you do is you you allow feedback from from people you you with this system comes with an ability to to poll people and so the computer can ask people what's ethical and over time you you get an idea just like a just like a baby understands what's right and wrong from what people tell them when you when you when you raise a kid, you you tell them. You uh, yell at them if they're doing something they aren't supposed to. They uh, fall down and learn that, that that falling down hurts, and they learn about the world in that way. And the computer, of course, doesn't doesn't feel pain, doesn't feel shame, doesn't feel those same emotions. But if you give it a a format of what what humans believe is is good and bad, well, it learns the same patterns. So it it allows the the computer to learn this way and learn what computer what what humans think is right and wrong and can can emulate that. Mm-hmm. So the the implications are deep. Where essentially this is this is well what you use computers for now. If if you are an artist, well a computer can make you a better artist by or a faster one or whatever you do with art. Well now a computer can duplicate that right down to. 3D printers, and I could have a, a sculpture that's high that is more perfect than the best artist now because a computer doesn't make mistakes. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you take that to, you, with a calculator, you you type in numbers, and you come up with the answer, and you don't double check that all day with a piece of paper because the the computer's right. Mm-hmm. You that that same ability can now apply to to reasoning and courses of action after it learns and has to understand the way we think and that's where it gets tricky too because people think differently and some people think one thing is good and others will think exactly the same thing is the wrong thing to do and that that's politics so once you train a computer the way people think politically then you end up with well what we see now is sort of this uh, this political divide and I'm in America but I, I think it's because we're communicating worldwide, real time, the the political repercussions are being felt all over the world, and countries and 
I, now I, I'm curious in, in your country. I don't I don't know the politics of other countries, but uh, in America there's the there's this there's the divide of the the left and the right, and and a lot of those differences are really well they seem irreconcil irreconcilable. A lot of them, but if you think about it, we're all we're all in this together. We're all alive. We all have similar. Similar interests. We want to live. We have we have different interests, but we we all want to live, be happy, pursue what we want to do, in in the ways that we can. And we all have to make money, and we have to get along with our neighbors. All those things we share in common. Um, so the trick is to find solutions that uh, both sides, both left and right, can agree is a good course of action, and that's. That seems to be a, a big contention here in America. Well, it is. It's not. It doesn't seem to be. It is. It is a problem where when you only have one party in control, the other party feels like, well, they have no, they have no control, and they're upset. And if it flips the other way, well, then that party will have control, and then these people will be upset. So you're in this constant uh, sort of a pendulum swing of of political activity. And what a computer will do is, is find the harmony between the swings and say, well, here's a course of action that both of you will agree with. And by evaluating the just the amount, essentially you take opinion plus cost plus efficiency with those three things, you can ask people, well, of these – to go forward, we need to accomplish this. Okay, here are the different ways to do that. And you find the different ways that, that people like. And you evaluate that according to how much they cost in money and how much what, what cost and energy each one takes. And essentially you can you can solve any problem with that and the solutions, well everyone has their opinion on the solutions. Mm -hmm. But with the polling, you find out, well, this is the one that the most people will like. And it doesn't matter what you pick. There will always be someone that doesn't like it. But in a lot of cases, there's there's no real solid argument other than this guy doesn't like it. So the, the, that's what I see as uh, the eventual – well, you know, th this goes into sci-fi as far as, well, you can have one computer running the whole world if you want. And, you know, that's sci-fi and it's not going to happen. Uh, no. I, I, you know, you say it's not going to happen, but you know, you said it didn't happen. We, we weren't, we weren't going to make it to the moon either. But mm -hmm. well, we mm -hmm. did. Maybe depends on who you ask there too, right? Some people think we didn't <laughs> make it to the moon. So we don't have to argue about that. Whether we made it there or not doesn't really matter. We, we've got the future in front of us, and we have things that we need to do. And there's so many problems in the world. There's, there's no no single person can keep track of all those problems. And and to try is just to, to make your life miserable. So that's what I see as one of the, the problems online is we're aware of so many things, but your your ability to change them hasn't necessarily changed. If you live in a live somewhere in a town or in a city, you have your circle of influence, but you still see problems from all over the world that you have no effect over, other than it can make you upset, or you can get happy about things around the world too. But if you're if you're inclined to to want to make the world better, well, you have a, so many problems to see that you never you never could see before, just because of the the technology. Before it was a letter, or or you know, hundreds or thousands of years ago, you didn't hear any news more than maybe a few hundred miles from your house. So there, now we have instantaneous ability to get news from anywhere in the world that are half the solar system now. So 
what do you do with that information? So that's what becomes important. Now that we have, we're inundated and overwhelmed with information, how do you qualify that? What information is important? What, what can be ignored? And that, that's the battle online is you're fed information according to, well, you have control over what information you consume. You don't even have to be online. But if you do consume information, well, you have to go through various channels where you get information that you might not necessarily want at all. Advertising or pe people on your, if you're on Facebook, you get people putting things that you wouldn't, you didn't know existed until it got put in front of your face. So you're, you're inundated constantly with this, with this information stream and you're incapable of being able to process it rationally it's impossible because there's, there's so much and every single thing you see has so much that you don't know when you're presented that this is a situation that's not what's real that's that's one that's a snapshot or it's a video it's from one perspective and but you didn't ask that guy and that guy and that guy and, and every single situation has infinite data associated with it or could be generated so your your what you see is what you see, but it's not it's not everything, and it can't be. There's, there's no way you can possibly absorb that information. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. whether a, what a computer can do is it can't absorb all information either, but it can absorb a whole lot more than you can. It can it can generate its own databases, and with the ability to to understand how humans think, and in an analog, it's its own its own version it can make evaluations vastly superior to your own simply because it can absorb more information more quickly and knowing how people think and understanding the the goals of of humanity it can make better decisions just like a calculator makes does math better and quicker than you can well a computer will be able to reason better than you can so th that's where we're headed and then right now I'm uh, I'm an unknown, pretty much. There are probably 20 or 30 people in the world that really understand what's going on with this, and I found a good core group of people. And uh, now you, and I'm happy I found you because I've, I've seen some of your some of your discussions, and you're 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 very bright, right on point with a lot of things that. Uh, Thanks. I did not <laughs> expect when I saw Elmo's World. I, I you know, the, the internet's a funny place because everything's. Everything's a little bit crazy. Yeah. But you find inside the crazy part. You find gems of uh, real intellect and real, real thoughtful people with a, with a, you know, just a funny little catchphrase <laughs> or something. But there's real things underneath, and that, that's that's kind of how I see myself. As I mean, this uh, the the currency of the internet is time. How much how much time can you? put an ad in front of somebody? How much time can you get someone to look at your picture so they, so they like it? How much, you know, that's, that's the currency. So how do you attract attention? It's, it's a little bit different from the physical world. It's similar, of course, in a lot of ways, but um, in the physical world, you have the physics of what, what restrains you. So you can only yell so loud. Oh, if you have a bullhorn, you can yell louder with technology. If you have a, a billboard, you can park it in the middle of a city and thousands of people can see your city, uh, can see your billboard. Um, Internet's a little bit different because all you have to do is make one picture and that picture can be shared all around the world instantly. And something viral gets seen by millions and millions of people and it might be just a picture that some five-year-old took and he didn't even mean to have it be seen. So we're in this interesting world where uh, things can get attention and, and it, it'd be curious to see how, 
how a computer analyzes this. The, the, and, and I'm sure there are studies done, and I'd, I'd be curious to see this. I haven't really looked into this. But what's the nature of virality? What, what makes things go viral? And uh, now, what I did, I did the math for human behavior. So you, you, see, you see patterns of this. Now, virality is governed by how much people like it obviously, and how much they're inclined to share it to, the, to their neighbors. So what is attractive? And that's hard because you, you never know. I, I constantly find interesting is what goes viral. And it'll be a, you know, a little kid doing something or a cat that does something funny. You never know. It, it's, 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 it's these little things, but they're either viral because they're, they're cute, they're funny, it's something attractive, or it's something repulse something scary something you know viral in a negative sense meaning this is this is genuinely scary this is something that's scary to me and i want to tell my neighbors because you know I, what the way i think about things i always walk things back to um pre-technology i i lived in the amazon for a while so in the amazon there's no technology other than what you can do with your hands and the environment around you 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 know, it's sticks and stones and water and trees and vines and whatever you can find in your environment. That's all you have for technology, whatever you can do with your hands. Um, technology has given us the ability to extend our reach and extend our voice to every single person in, that shares the technology. The, the Internet gives us that ability. But um, if you compare anything to the base state, which would be technology-free, meaning just you and your hands, whatever you can manage to, to do. And it wouldn't, you could say that's not technology-free, but it's hand, all hand-based tools with no, no, no advanced technology, no electricity, no, no oil-based energy or plastics, those kind of things. Uh, when you compare things to those, that, that kind of grounds you in what's real. What's real in life is, well, what you can do with your hands, pe people you're around, that, that's what's real. The internet makes you think things that are real that aren't necessarily well. They're real somewhere else, but it's presented to you in the same format as you see the real world. You know, you, you hear it, you see it. Uh, we don't quite have smell-o-vision yet, but that might be coming down the pike, right? Um, smell-o-vision. <laughs> but uh, what's that? Yeah, it's like a, t a TV, but you you can smell it, right? That. That's right. That's the next step, right? But sure. you, you know, you have uh, virtual reality now, and with with motion, you know, like simulators for flying and whatnot, where it'll move you around. So you can recreate a great deal of experience as is without even going anywhere at all. So in there, I see some. I mean, school is already heading that way. We. For, I mean, they already do it now for pilots. It costs so much to fly a plane. Well, they put them in a simulator. So they learn all the same muscle movements. They learn the, they learn what it means to fly a plane without burning up the gasoline, without risking death. So you, you, you can learn a whole lot about something real through artificial means. And, you know, this, this ability now, once you have a computer that can that can reason, well, what's the best? And not only that, it can reason according to you, what's best for you personally. And you give it feedback. You tell it, well, I like this, I didn't like this. It, you end up with a, with a kind of a life coach. And there's all sorts of, you know, I've run into all sorts of people that are worried about artificial intelligence. And you can't dismiss that. If you have a computer that has the ability to 
do things automatically and run other computers automatically. Not only that, hardware, you can have drones that are guided by artificial intelligence. They can fire weapons. I mean, the technology is all there. You could have a, an automated weapon system. And I'm sure they already exist in, in some at some level. I don't, you know. And that's something not to be taken lightly. Um, what my system does, it depends on the people themselves for the feedback to the computer. With, with it, we're... We're, uh, the Q vote is one of the is the first thing I'll be putting out there, and what that is that's it takes a psychological evaluation of any given thing. You know, how do you feel about this? And it gives you a little bit of a a range of your to express yourself. And if you poll enough people, you 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 get an idea of what people like. So that's the uh, that's the big. Uh, Mm -hmm. The big thing. So what's entertaining to me right now is that there are so few people that know what it is, but it's guaranteed to be successful because what goes viral? Well, money does. Money goes viral because everyone needs money. If you live in a monetary society, see, that's where I didn't in the Amazon. There was no money. There was just you in nature and the people around you, and you work together to, to live. Once you introduce money, that's a new metric. With money, your ability, you have the ability to insulate yourself from others. You don't need other people. If you have enough money, give them money. You don't even have to talk to them. Not, it gives you the ability to insulate yourself from not only nature but other people. And then what kind of reality do you live in? It's, that's not real. Whatever you choose to look at on the Internet, you choose to look at it. But you're insulated from reality because you have enough money to, to not experience, only experience what you want to from reality. So that's that, that's what's happened in in uh, you know modern po politics is like that is you have people making decisions but they 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 don't experience reality they experience a re their reality but it's insulated from the people who they make decisions for uh, I guess a good example being you know in the Amazon I like to say that there's no fat Amazonians there, there's not it, it doesn't happen because if there was someone there's, you have to work to, to eat. There's not enough excess to be able to get fat. And if you are fat, that means you aren't working, and that means you aren't pulling your weight. So there's a, it's a self, it's a self-correcting uh, system where there are enough resources to live and be healthy. But unless you're taking advantage of the system, you aren't, you you can't store up enough food, or you. Potentially you could, but but why would you? There's all there's more food there. It's a, it's a different kind of climate where you don't have to store up food for the winter. There's there's various various uh, biological constraints there that it doesn't happen. But uh, with enough money, well, fat and money terms would be just wealthy enough to have more than enough for yourself, more than enough for others. That that's not an efficient system. If you've stored up money. That's not using money. That's having money in case. That's tricky, though. We live in a world of, of uh, lawsuits where you could have a lot of money, but a lawsuit could take that all away very quickly, or a sickness. There's, 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 there's all sorts of things that will take all sorts of money from you. So it's, it's hard to know how much money is enough. There's not a real answer for that. And someone perceived as very wealthy, well, all it takes is one or two things to happen, and that's all their money. They, 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 they spend it all, and... Perhaps healthcare or a lawsuit takes takes out their business. There's, there's all sorts of these threats, monetary threats. 
So it's a very tricky situation we find ourselves in monetarily because you have to have money to survive. You get too much, well, that's inefficient. But at the same time, if you don't have enough, you're in a precarious position. That's, that's hard to live without enough money. And it's, it's just such a, an upside-down world now. If, if someone has enough money, they can influence the lives of millions or billions of people and never feel any of the effects of that. You see that in the ocean. You see you see that in the air, where you have you have corporations, decisions being made by people that don't suffer the effects from those corporations, from from that from the waste going into the water or the the smoke going into the air. Well, they live somewhere else. They don't see that. And the world's big enough still that there are still places where you don't see you don't see those those negative effects. And uh, but we're, it's catching up to it. We, you know, climate change is a big is a big topic now, and there's uh, that's that's a tricky one too. Because you, depending on who you talk to, it's either the biggest problem we've ever faced, or well, it's just a natural cycle, and you know, we got to deal with it. And it's you know, you don't know to say that we don't have an effect. I think that doesn't make any sense. If you put in, I don't know how many gigatons of carbon into the air that that we that from artificial means, it was pulled out of the, it was stored in the ground. Now it's in the air. Well, the, you know that'll have some effect. How much? We don't know. You know, and depends on the scientists you talk to. They'll they'll tell you different things. So there's no real resolution to that. You you aren't capable of resolving that that question in your head, and you don't have the skills. And the people that do have the skills have differing opinions. So you're back to square. You're you're back to to not knowing what to do. Well. You go back to the to the system there, and I lined it up. Let me let me share the screen here because I've I've got I've got yeah, it boiled can. down to. Uh, right there. Okay. All right. Essentially. Every single thing in the world can be evaluated with these three lines. You've got your opinion, how much money it costs, and how much energy it uses its efficiency. So that's just in relative terms. And uh, just breathing uses energy, so nothing uses zero energy. Nothing, nothing alive uses zero energy. So you can. This would be in a way to make a. Yeah. There we go. You can see that okay, right? Yeah, I can see it. Okay. So basically, let me see. Here's one I put up. This one is Amazon versus Los Angeles. I lived in both. I lived in the Amazon. I lived in the jungle of Los Angeles. So two different kinds of jungle. Here's one way to portray it using my, I call it the super tool. State of mind, happy, I enjoyed it, beautiful experience. Money, now this is zero. Didn't, didn't cost any money at all. The, 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 there is no money. You live there, you eat there, you, everything is right there. Entropic impact, next to zero. It, it, it's a closed system as far as uh, you, you eat, you make things with your own energy, you eat your energy, and then you expend your energy with your own hands. There's no... There's no, you don't burn oil. You don't, you don't have a hydroelectric dam. You, you, you don't have money at all. So there's zero money, and the the cost, the entropic cost is 
as close to zero as you can be if it's just you, if you aren't using any other external source of energy. Now, Los Angeles. I enjoyed that, too. That was fun. It was interesting. For a while, over time, I got tired of it too much. My house got broken into. I was ready to go later on. But I did, I did enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very expensive to live there. I, I actually I bought a house. I got married. We bought a house. To get a house, it's not like the Amazon. House is free in the Amazon. you got to make it, but it's free. Not in Los Angeles. You take on a whole lot of debt just to live. Some people can afford to buy a house cash, but that's rare. Entropic impact, well, I had to burn gasoline to go to work. I had to heat my house. I used natural gas. Not much heating there in, in Southern California. But cooling, you got to use electricity. So you have a different, uh, this would be kind of a snapshot of life in the city and life in nature. Now, let me see. I lined this up in a way. So what's interesting is if you line them all up, because countries are run on debt nowadays, there's probably like four or five countries that don't have a massive debt. And I don't know if they're kidding about those stats. They might, might not even be real. So what you find here is this is this could be seen as a kind of like a a moral compass, and it sounds presumptuous to say that, but let me tell you why that makes sense. Okay, what we want is we want to slide everything to the right. That's that's the. Uh, that would be the compass. That would be the direction to put all things because we use a lot of energy. Oil, nuclear, wind, solar, all, all these things are have an entropic impact. Now, solar, if it was just the sun, now this is a plant. A plant uses solar energy. Now, solar panels, they aren't quite like that because you have to expend energy. There's, there's an entropic cost to make the panels. And then when they go bad, you have to dispose of them. So you can't ignore that. This could be maybe a coal-burning plant where you, you take, you take a, something that burns and you heat up water and spin it to make electricity. So that's, that's the relative to, relative to, to uh, well, passive solar energy, where you just have a window that heats up your house, that would be right here, because that would that would just be passive energy. And then you have a coal-fired plant that uses electricity, and you turn on the heat with an electric heater. So that would be the difference between the two. Now, money, this would be profit. That's just delta, delta dollar there, positive delta or negative delta, change in money. So that would be positive, that would be neutral, meaning zero money, and that would be debt. Since everybody is in debt here, every country is in debt, now, is everybody happy in the country? Well, that varies. You know, there are people that are happy, there are people that are upset, and everything in between. And it's hard to say, you know, we'd have to take a poll, right? And what question are you going to ask? Are you happy? Is that one? Well, whatever the questions are. That's what you have to. That's that's where I leave that up to the computer. Doesn't know either. So this is how we're going to program the computer to to know what what to do. Is we want people 
in the happiest state of mind possible given the technology and situation. Everybody's in debt, so we want to move the triangle this way. And we're using we're using fossil fuels, we're using different sources of energy to get electricity. Well, we, we'd like to find more efficient means. So what you do is you make this the goal for every country. So that would be your utopian state where everyone's happy, everyone has lots of money, and if everyone has lots of money, then money starts to lose its value. If everyone has enough money, money itself doesn't become the goal. It, it, your goals change to other things. If you have enough money, you don't you don't worry about it anymore. You worry about other things. You 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 do the things that make you happy, and hopefully they're things that don't make other people unhappy. And if they make people unhappy enough, well then you end up going to jail or or worse. <clears throat> so since we're in a, a the the modern world uses fossil fuels, is in debt, and oops. I'm working on getting a, a web-based tool on this one, so it should be done later today. So in debt, burning fossil fuels, and everybody's upset at the government for whatever reason. That's about the state of the world right now, depending on what you look at. Now, that's not that's not totally true because there are lots of people that are, are content with life or happy or they've reached enlightenment, whatever, whatever, whatever terms you want to use. Just put it on the slider. Where, where do you describe your position psychologically? But I would say, judging from the news, that would be someone, this would be at war. And there is war going on right now. There, there always is, and seems like there always will be. Hopefully not someday. But right now, so the direction we need to move all of these are in three directions. By doing that, you have to make decisions that people like. You have to use less money or get out of debt. That debt is just uh, future work. Who's going to be doing the work? Well, it isn't the people with money. They're going to be they're going to be organizing the money, but they won't be doing the labor and be more efficient. So this would be the Green New Deal. We want green things or better things that make people happier, at least that they don't complain about it. So that's where you get into politics and if you start making decisions for other people, there's all going to be all sorts of things that they don't like. But there are some things you can't argue with. So what if we proposed a way to make electricity cheaper? Well, everybody would like that. Everybody that uses electricity. Now, depending on how you do that, some people might not like the way you do that. So if you say, okay, here's a way to make electricity cheaper. Let's put in a bunch of windmills. Okay, depending on what you're using. If you're using a coal-burning plant, I believe the entropic impact would be less. So that would go this way. That's good. Money? Now, I don't know about this one. This is where I'd have to, I'd have to find out how much does it cost to put in windmills, how much is saved, who makes money, who saves money. I don't know those answers, but we can look those up really easily. Computer would know those instantly. And what do you think about windmills? Some people love them. Some people hate them. So where do you draw the line? At what point do we? What point? What point do you use those windmills? Do does everyone have to be happy with them? Well, no. You're not. You're not going to find that. Not everybody's going to be happy with any single thing. At what point? How many people here? How many people here? How many people here? How many people here? You have to make those decisions, and you have to tell the computer what this, what decisions you make. Where you you draw those lines, the computer will just keep track of them. So that's where it's when I say it's. Uh, 
a moral computer. Well, not really. The computer is just computing. It's just calculating and then giving you results. You define the morality this way. When you make a decision, then you take a poll, and then you find out how people think about it. That's your morality, where you decide to draw this line of where people are at least indifferent or happy with the decision, knowing that there will always be somebody that's unhappy. But those decisions are made all the time, and they aren't, they aren't done by asking people necessarily. They're made by someone that makes enough money or has enough political influence that it gets done regardless of what people think. And over time, you see, you see what we see now. What, what we have in the world now is the, is the political unrest, or the, the problems we all see. That's, that's the state we're in. Is, is, yeah, this is, is really all is all interesting, and um, the, I I guess that we um we all want a utopia, and um someday we would just want all the robots to do all the work for us, all the AI. Right. But yeah. I guess yeah, but I guess that because um this is just uh, we're just starting out, you know, and we, we there's so much yep. possibilities. But I guess then that um we have to look at the most basic. Uh, thing that we uh that you have created it's awesome and i want to want i wanted to ask like uh if for example if i if a hammer is made to uh hammer a nail into a wall um what was what is this uh ai that you have made basically in, in the most basic sense so people can uh truly understand it i guess what it does it it reveals well, it puts things in a format that you can't argue with, I guess is the way to put it. Um, you can't argue about, well, the entropic cost of something. Well, when you do something, there's a certain number of watts, whatever energy, energy unit you choose to measure. It takes a certain amount of energy to move a car down the road. Okay, how do you move that car down the road? You can use gasoline, you can use batteries, you can use wind, you can put a sail on top of your car. There's different ways to move a car down the road. So which one uses the least amount of energy? And if you can go back and you can trace every watt that it took to, to, to move that car, if it's gasoline, well, where'd the gasoline come from? Oh, it came from a show. From the ground. Well, what, what ground? Oh, this was in the Middle East. Well, how did it get here? Well, you took a boat, and then you took that boat and took it to a refinery, and then you used energy to refine it. it you know, there's a lot. Of, it's complex, but you can you can approximate it. Okay, so, and, but and this is this how is I understand it. Um, I think that yep. the, uh, th there are three ways it collects data. I guess one is it surveys yep. the uh, what's pe what people's opinion on on a matter is. For example, if they're happy with with a the outcome of of an event or they're not happy yep. and that was one right. one thing and then it co it correlates it for example with for example money uh for example yep. it, if money goes into uh a crimes or or like uh Ill illegal activities that it's it's bad it's correlated with unhappiness but if it goes to like charities and good things and productive stuff then that would be happy but also, I think that there's one uh, one thing that the computer also analyzes, which is that it, it takes the overall data and it also analyzes it from the long term, I guess. And to, uh, not, it, uh, it means that it, uh, it compares it with uh, as its correlation to other variables as well. So basically, right. um, when it says that, for example, let's just say that, um, that, that uh, using fossil fuel is bad, 
it's not just bad because it's uh polluting polluting the environment but also with uh, with other variables as well but it will but, but it will also take into account the good things of using a fossil fuel like it's cheaper yeah it's yeah. more economic and that stuff yeah. so but in a way it's just it's a it's a it's a it's a huge calculator that could measure quality and it's just a I guess it's it could be used in polls and social media and research and yep. it has so many possible uh, uses, you know. Well, that's the beauty of that. Those three lines. That's the three bottom lines of every single thing. And it, this, the what's interesting is it's what you do in your head already. I just mapped it out in in. You have to. You do this when you go when you get up in the morning when you go do something. You have to make those evaluations. Do I want to do this? How much is it going to cost me? And how much energy is going to take? Whether it's personal, like uh, you know, I want to go do this thing, but you know what? It's too far away. It's going to take too much time. Or whatever your whatever your reasons are, you make these calculations yourself with every single thing you do. Should I get up and go get a glass of water? You know, and a lot of it you don't you don't think about this necessarily. But if you're thirsty, yeah, you get up and go get a glass of water. But if uh, you know, if you're <laughs> I don't know if if, if you're uh, kind of tired and you're not that thirsty, you make that evaluation. You know what? I'm a little bit thirsty, but I'm more tired. I'm going to take a nap. I'm not that thirsty. I'm not even going to get up off my chair. I'm mm. going to take my nap right here. So, yeah. It, you know, you make you make those decisions. Here's a map of it. The 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 decisions that you make in your head. This is the way. This is how you think. This is the way you can do it with a computer. Now, what what you end up with. It, no, how you think? I don't want to say that's how you think, but you have to make those evaluations. People do it. You do a lot of them subconsciously, but they're making those same calculations. You have to calculate how is it worth me going over there? Is it worth my time and energy to do that? Yes, it is. Well, I want to do that, and and then afterwards you you evaluate. Yeah, I had a good time there. You know, whatever it is. Like, yeah, I went to the beach the other day. Had a great time. Then another time, boy, I just didn't. I didn't. Didn't didn't enjoy it, so I wasted my time over there because I found out that my friend was doing something else, and I should have gone with him. And I instead I went to the beach, and I didn't have as good a time. So you you look back on that and go, your your reflection of what you what you did at that point, you would have said, you know what? If I had known this, I would have made a different decision. I would have I would have done something different. So going forward, you you keep track of those things, and you know you you're in a constant state of remembering and forgetting things. Some things aren't important. You you forget most of the things you do. But you keep track of things generally how you feel and you know, like I said, you make these decisions all the time, subconsciously or consciously. And here's a way to map that out. Now where it gets interesting is if that's just a snapshot. Over time, you you could see that. So you could see before you went to the beach, yay, looking forward to it. It's going to cost me this much money to go to the beach. I'm going to buy these snacks, you know, whatever it is. It's this much money. It's this much if you're driving gasoline or it's going to cost me this much, you know, walking. Oh, it's uh, it's too far. I don't want to walk yeah, that uh, far. But now, now that we're talking about that, uh, I want to, yeah. I, I want to uh, say something. In my opinion, like there's three th uh, thinking minds in play at, at this. First is me, yeah. the consumer, who's the participant, who's inputting data, making decisions, and the uh, AI analyzes my decisions, so I am a factor in it. One is also, yeah. the other is also the 
the programmer itself or for example if a if i uh, created a survey i it i would determine what questions would be answered and ha- and what right. data would the be questions. collected yes yeah and and the yeah. second the would be yeah and the, the ai itself would actually be uh, a sort of a thinking mind in itself because it in a way it would uh, continually be able to uh evolve and be able to assess data on its own you know so it presents right. uh, its own self-interpreted data uh continually and so in a way it's a, an uncontrolled factor but could actually uh, ultimately be de- uh, be edited by a a, pro- uh, a human programmer at the end i think but i guess it would be really really complicated if if it all rumbles so much yeah well, well that's that's where you know the computer can't do anything the computer's just sitting there so it, it displays on the screen what what do you what do you want to do? Here's some suggestions. That's that's where it would be able to reason more faster and then include more more input. It can it can reason with more input than you can, and then it'll present a solution. Well, then you take that solution and ask people, what do you think about this one? And it can give you various solutions. These this is the entropic cost. This is the monetary cost for this 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 this. And like I said, you do this all the time. Sometimes you'll pay more for something. Than you could have because well the convenience or you really like the looks of this one over that one you know it's 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 the same thing you would have uh, be presented with various solutions some of them will be more expensive or less efficient but because it makes people happier with that with that solution well it's worth the cost it's worth more money to you know when you make uh, I don't know like uh, here's a good example a park bench in a city. Okay, what's a park bench for? So people can sit down and take a rest. So they walk in, they just want to take a rest, they have a park bench there. Now you could do that with a couple pieces of wood or a stump. That's a park bench, a couple stumps sitting there. Or, you know, how much does a stump cost? Not much. Or you could have someone build a concrete bench and maybe put some art on it, make it prettier. Now that costs a whole lot more than a stump. Why would you do that? Well, because it's nicer and pe- people enjoy it. It might last longer. There's, there's, the, those are the costs. Those are the aesthetic costs, or the the aesthetic benefits are worth the worth the extra cost. And uh, over time, the computer, well, then you get to the point of computer recognizing what is what is what do people like for art? Certain things people like more than other things. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that, but that, um, um, uh, but if what if we compare it to, for example, how Google, for example, interprets user data and establishes a, a set of advertisements that are fit for this sort of consumer. For example, if my Google searches, for example, are mostly about motorcycles and vehicles and engines right. and stuff, and m- most probably because of Google al- algorithms, they will percent ads that are related to to motorcycles right in a way yeah, yeah. The, uh, this uh this artificial intelligence that you've created could actually be um, uh, a tool to be which could uh, which uh, user data could be uh, used in order to help uh, users actually get ads that they want to see you know for example if i was exactly. like looking yeah. for the the best motorcycle there is then i would like prefer ads that would actually be uh, serve my interest i wouldn't want to uh, watch ads that, exactly. that, that i don't care about like i don't want if i was interested in motorcycles i wouldn't care about like skateboards or bikes 
So I just I would right. just yeah. So it's I guess that it pers- personalizes and customizes. And so far for me, like that's that's a, a good thing, not rather than a bad thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, maybe right because uh, here's the uh, motorcycles. Good example. So say you like motorcycles. Google knows you like motorcycles. If you've been looking at motorcycles, Google knows it. So these these issues of now, what ads does Google show you? It shows you they have affiliates who have motorcycles, motorcycle parts, and whatnot. And they will, depending on who pays Google, they'll show you what that person says. So if you have, uh, if you sell motorcycles, you say, hey, Google, anytime someone's looking for motorcycles, I want you to put an ad. Now, what if I sell a motorcycle that you have no interest in? You're going to see it. What if you wanted an off-road motorcycle and I sell road motorcycles? And, they, you know, these things already exist where they'll try to tune it to what, to what you're looking for. <laughs> but... Um, if you're looking for a specific thing, you're going to get things that aren't necessarily what you want at all because they're related to what you're looking for. All, all those things, they're all in play right now. That, that's nothing new. That's, that's, that's well established. Um, the, what this system has allows is, well, see, this is where it needs to be programmed. This is where you know, what we're going to be documenting is how does it get through these places like Google and Facebook and, and YouTube, all those things. Is You have your own spectrum of preferences and when you say motorcycle what does that mean to you well i like off-road motorcycles and i like this brand and i like this color there's there's all these qualities that you want in a motorcycle and if someone shows you anything beyond anything outside of that well you're not really interested you i no, i didn't want that brand i wanted only this brand and not only that i wanted the least expensive of this brand that's the uh highest quality i mean that, that's what you want you want the highest quality for the lowest price that's that's if if you don't want that, then there's something wrong with you, <laughs> or or you you want to spend money to spend money that 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 exists too. You want to you want to show how much money you spend. So some people spend way too much for things just to be able to say they did and to show off that that kind of thing. But when you go to buy something, you want the highest quality you can at the lowest price because money is used to live, and you don't want to waste it on something. You want to get the highest quality, lowest price. This would allow you to find those things, not 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 what ads, what can be advertised, and trying to get you to spend a little bit more on what not, might, what might not be the highest quality. It's the what an advertiser ended up talking to Google and pitching you for, and you said, "Hey, yeah, that looks good enough." And maybe it is. That, that's the thing too, is that a lot of times you do get the best quality because they advertised it just the right thing, and it turns out, yeah, that was the best deal. But you don't know that. Later on, and you know, like I said, this is all stuff you do in your head, but this tracks it. So what you end up with is you you have a track of quality over time. People can give feedback. So if you got sold something that wasn't the highest quality, and this happens all the time too, you've bought stuff off, you know, online or things, and you get it at home. Wait a minute, that's not very good quality, and it's not even worth the time to. If you complain about it, well, it got shipped to you from somewhere else, and it wasn't that much money, and it's not worth fighting over to get that $2, you know, that, all those things. But you got a low-quality item. You would have paid a little bit more if, if you knew it was going to be higher quality, but you were pitched that. You, you, were, you were sold that through advertising. You bought it, and it's bad quality. Well, that mm-hmm. shouldn't happen again. It shouldn't yeah. happen twice, but it happens all the time. It happens mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. So I, I, how? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. 
I guess one one more question in my mind is that, for example, if uh, if this, if this sort of um, quality uh, assessment is is uh, really uh, specific in terms of like what what someone a consumer wants, then it would have to take a lot of like surveys out of someone or polls, which uh, oh yeah. It, yeah yeah people don't like polls to be honest, like they don't like well, surveys. Well, you know what the poll is? The poll isn't a poll anymore. It's just hey, how did you like this? It's just one little slider. I loved it. Eh, it was okay. I didn't like it. That's it. You just you just click a color. There's no more surveys. You get your item. Are you happy with it? Okay. Check back in six months. Do you still like it? Eh, you know what? It broke after a month. I'm not happy with this at all. So you have a pattern there. You have a pattern of I got it. I love it. Six months later, it broke. Oh, this was this was a tool that I got. I mean, say it's a hammer. If you get a hammer. As long as the hammer's nails, you're happy with it. Is it comfortable? Okay. I love this hammer. It's great. Six months later, you know, a hammer should last you years. Six months later, that hammer breaks. Well, that wasn't a good hammer. Or you abused it. If you abused it, well, that's something else. That's not the hammer's fault. That's not the manufacturer's fault. That's because you you abused it. But if it breaks under normal usage in six months, you put a red mark. Hey, I bought this. I thought I was going to get a high-quality hammer. It broke after six months. That's not a high-quality hammer, but a red. So the pattern for that brand, that manufacturer, is purple for six months, then red. Now, ideally, you get purple infinite, right? A hammer that lasts forever. Hammer made right will last forever, basically. It just hammers nails. It's just a piece of metal. So if you have something that doesn't last forever, that's that low technology, well, what did you do wrong? Because a hammer is just a piece of metal. And you hammer nails with it, that should last. You should be able to pass that down to your great-great-grandchildren. But if it only lasts six months, well, there's your feedback. And you don't, you don't have a poll. You just say, boom, red. This thing broke after this many months. So now this, this, this manufacturer has a problem. You're selling something that is supposed to last forever and only lasted six months. You should give that guy his money back unless he abused it. If he abused it, well, that should be noted too. You shouldn't be able to, you shouldn't be able to return it if you abused it. That's not fair to the manufacturer because if it is a high-quality manufacturer, they make it so that it lasts you know, forever with a hammer. Yeah, so, I, I guess it's, it's a review system that also uh, uh, has a timeline. That's the special thing about right, it. Right, yes, yes, quality over time because that's mm -hmm. just a snapshot. Yeah, I like my hammer today, but if it breaks in six months, I'm not going to be happy with it. I'm happy with it until it breaks. Now I'm not happy with it. And they, you know, pick pick a topic. That same thing. So uh, you can apply that. You, you know, you get down to this. You can you could have a a real time as you're watching a YouTube video. And I imagine they'll have something like this. Is there'll be people that do reviews of YouTube videos and they'll say how much they like it. You know, as they're watching it, they'll have a little slider as they're watching it. Yeah, this was a funny part. And they'll slide it down. Eh, I didn't like this part. This part was boring. This part was great. So in the YouTube video, they'll be recorded in the metadata, the reaction to it, according to this person. Now, of course, that's personal too, right? If it's a if it's a video about spiders and you like spiders, well, there'll be parts you really like and parts you don't like so much. But if it's someone that hates spiders, they won't like any of that video at all. That the whole video might scare them. They 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 won't even want to see one minute of it if it's about spiders if they don't like spiders. So there's where you get into the personal quality. It's a high quality video about spiders, but if you don't like spiders, you don't even want to look at it at all. 
You see what I mean? That that's where it gets related to you personally. Yeah, but one thing though, um, I guess that um, if uh, this product, I guess, has to be both um, attracting to uh, companies or the the ones who have yeah. businesses, and also to consumers. Yes. For example, that um, for example, the Facebook like button. You know, it's it's simple. You you right. can just click it if you don't like it, and they even added like reactions now. But uh, but originally right, yeah. it was just either you like it or don't you don't like it. But I right, guess then yeah. um the the thing about this is that it takes too much time actually if you if you with with our human attention spans like uh yes. for example it's like trying to search for a specific gif in the comment section like you have to take so much effort in order to find the right, right one and and I guess that when you're trying to uh, give feedback on on how what color you or or what you want to or what answer you would want i guess then you'd uh it it takes like three seconds longer than clicking the like button that's what i think yeah 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 no you're right it's funny you say that and it, it sounds funny to worry about three seconds but you know your your computer is it's supposed to be making things easier and faster and if all you want to do is express an emotion, it takes you got to you got to search around. Well, there's a better way to do that. And I I I'd be curious to see how how Facebook deals with this because uh, you know one of these things about virality because essentially every every business wants to be viral. That's how you stay in business. You find you find a product, you find something that you like, and you want people to tell, share. You know they're. There are businesses now on Facebook where, what is it? There's some kid. He just opens up toys and he plays with the toys and he gives you he gives reviews online. He's a seven-year-old kid making a million dollars a year, and all he does is he, every day he just sees a new toy and he opens it and plays with it. So that's a little crazy, right? You've got this little kid making a million dollars and all he does is has Christmas every day. <laughs> so we're in a that's the world we live in, you know. And it's only there aren't many kids that can do that. But he's one of them, and you can't you can't do that too many times because obviously that's not a sustainable system. But this kid is viral enough. Whatever his reactions, the way he the way he refused toys is interesting enough, and kids like to see it. You know, it's it's a it's a Christmas by proxy for the for the kids that watch that. But it's uh, that's that's advertising. You know, that's that's a company attempting to be viral by, hey, I'll send you my toy for free because I want you to review it. And if this kid likes it, there's a good chance you're going to sell a bunch of them. So that's that's their advertising fee. They pay this kid or, or they give him the product for free, so whatever it costs for the toy. They pay their you know, $20 toy, send to them, and they might sell a 1,000 of them just from that kid saying he likes it. So, you know, it's a cost-benefit. But anyway, when you analyze what things go viral, now – this is where I would get curious is this kid plays with it for for a day. He loves it. Someone else buys it. Well, what happens a week later? How much how much did that kid enjoy it? Did he enjoy it for a week or was it a month? Was it a year? Or did it break after the third day? And the, the kid who reviewed it loved it, but it didn't break for him because he only used it for an hour. The other kid buys it and only lasts three hours. So what's right about that and then this is where things have to be tracked over time you can't say yeah this is a great toy yeah it is for an hour it's a great toy but this toy should last you know maybe a couple of years if it only lasts a couple of hours and it was meant to last a couple of years supposed to last a couple of years that's not a good quality toy 
and that should be noted. That that should be recorded. That this this manufacturer makes toys that are really cool for an hour, but they break. Don't buy that. Have that manufacturer fix his stuff. You know, because it's a great toy. But make it more durable. Make it so the kid can use it for a few years until he's tired of playing with it, or maybe he can pass it on to his sibling. Things like that. Those, those are sign of the the mindset we want to live in. You know, our aim is to to have a more sustainable future. Part of it is don't make stuff that breaks after an hour. Not if it's a toy for a kid. If if, if it's for a three year old to play with, you got to make it right. Make it last for for. Uh, Make it so it can be dropped down the stairs. It's a toy for a kid. Let it. Things have to be more durable so that we don't live in a, a throwaway society. And that's that's mm-hmm. one of those loops we're in right now mm-hmm. with modern tech. Yeah, and um, one last question, Dr. Dan, for this uh, episode sure. because um, we're almost an hour now. And um, yeah. my question would be, I guess, Dan, f- uh, let's just focus on the consumer right now. If I'm a consumer, you know, um, what reason or what would be my benefit if I were to actually track all the products in my house, for example? I guess then that it, to me, that would be only the give, either giving a bad review or I'm so happy about this product that I love it so much and I'm going to give it a good review. I guess it's the, for, to me, it's no different from just giving a review on Play Store or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah good point. Well, this is, the, this is the point I'm talking about over time. You know, the, the toy is a good example. Is you would only give a bad review if you were disappointed in it. If you got a toy and it lasted longer than you thought it was going to, well, that's great. And if you know, this is all optional, but uh, if you got a toy and you expected it to last a year and it ends up lasting you two or three years, well, you would mark, hey, this was this was excellent for longer than I thought. What it, what it does, it puts pressure on companies to produce quality. Because if, if you have a feedback system right now, and right now the feedback system isn't real, there, there's bots, there's people that are paid to give reviews, you know, write this review and then we'll send you five bucks. That exists. There are, I, I, I don't know, I've seen reports, I'd like to know. I assume there are buildings with hundreds of people just giving reviews right now. They're getting paid to go write reviews for any nonsense thing that they didn't even buy. That, 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 that's the end of your review system if you have a bunch of people being paid to write false reviews. That's not a real review. Now, th- this is what companies, that, that's what they want. They're, they're good names. So you have uh, big manufacturers have their brand names. They want, they want to produce quality, generally speaking, because they don't want people saying, no, I bought that and it was, jar- it was garbage. But over time, you'll see that. You'll see this company here, these people were happy for this long, for this. And like I said, it's optional. But that's, that's part of it is if you want to participate, we'll tell them if it's wrong. But make sure that it's not your fault. If it's the hammer, did you abuse it? Did you, did you put it in a vice and bend it? Did, did, is there something that you did to break it? Well, that's not the manufacturer's fault. That, that bad review, that shouldn't even be there. That person should not be allowed to review things. If they're trying to make, make a good manufacturer look bad, that's a problem in itself too. So the benefit to you is with these, over time, you see these, you see these I call them Q-slopes, quality slopes. Over time, you see the quality of an item. And what that leads to is when you go to buy something, hey, look, I want to spend $20. I want the highest quality 
for 20 bucks. Okay, here you go. The highest quality one, this, this one lasted longer than expected, but it's $45. It's a higher quality, but you can't afford, or it's not, you don't want to spend that much. It's $45, but it's really, really the best. We had 800 people reviewed it, and every single one said it lasted longer than they thought it was going to. That's high quality, but it's $45. Then you have someone else, okay, mine's $20, and it will last six months. Mine's $20, and it'll last eight months. You, you, you see what I mean? You have, you have a relative grade of quality, and all you worry about is the price. How much does it cost? I got 20 bucks. That's all I got. I want the highest quality. I can't, eh, that one's too much. I'm not going to spend that much. This one will last. That's, that's long enough. That's high enough quality for me. I'll take it, $20. And then you, if it doesn't last as long as that, well, you give a review and you say, you know what? They said six months. This one only lasted five. So you, you, you personally influence that score just a little bit because it only lasted five months. should have lasted six. You, you see what I mean? That, that feedback system, it's, it's, it's a live system where – it adjusts the quality rating as it goes. Every vote counts, basically. Uh, yeah. Well, that, now that not that, that's not true because some votes don't count. If you abused it and then yeah, you put it true. up there, mm -hmm. that's where you work in a double system where you with a manufacturer. Because if you're a manufacturer, I sell the best stuff in the world, and here's all my testimonials to say they did it. And then you come in and say, you know what, my hammer broke after six months. Well, send us a picture. Oh, it's bent like this because you put it in a vice. Well, that's not our fault. You you shouldn't be able to put a review on that because that's you messing around. You see what I mean? That that's it. It, it should be if you want quality to be reviewed, you're also being qualified yourself. If you aren't abusing it, this this hammer will last you your lifetime. But mm -hmm. if you're abusing it, you can't say it's a bad hammer. You can't give a bad review. So, and we live in a world now where you can take a picture of something. You can verify. No, this this is the, you you can you can check that to make sure it isn't abused. Mm -hmm. okay. Everything can be abused in some way, but th this is a check on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so. uh, um, Doctor Dan has been awesome talking to you, and I hope that um, I, I look forward to the third episode. And maybe we can focus more on how to get the big tech companies to uh, look into this product that you made. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's gonna be well. Now this now's the fun part because uh, on uh, I'm gonna do the, the the magic show on Twitter. So the fun part is you. I think you're understanding how 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 it can be applied in a few different ways. I think you're seeing how it can be used. Mm -hmm. um, it will be irresistible to business because and there's there's lots more things to talk about. Well, we just talked about one little tiny aspect of it, but there's it can be applied to all sorts of different ways. So it will be adopted, or it will be like, oh, I prefer to use paper instead of a calculator. Okay, if you want to use paper, that's fine, but here's a calculator. So we have the new calculator. Everybody's going to be using it, but nobody knows yet. So we can do a magic show, or we can make fun, and we can we can we can. Play pranks on the future right now, but they have to be good ones. You can, you can, you can. We can make ca cartoons and make comments and things, but they have to be nice because they're going to be going into the future and people will look back and go, "Oh, this is how it happened." So, awesome. anyway, uh, we'll, we'll we'll have some fun on on Twitter with that, and uh, going forward, I'll put some stuff up on Twitter, and then you kind of keep track, and we'll we'll do a we'll do a little sessions over what you, you pick the topic, okay? Okay, no problem. So that's the end of it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is your host, Elmo Ador Jr. And thank you for listening in. And please subscribe 
please follow us on Facebook. Please, please follow this. Please. Thanks. Thank you.